pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. How do muscles grow? There are over 600 muscles in the human body that enable us to perform everyday activities. Yet we often don't consider what's required to help them grow and remain strong. Let's say you go to lift a five-pound weight. Your mind first sends a signal to motor neurons in your arm. These neurons fire when they receive the signal, causing your muscles to contract or relax. The muscles then pull on the bones in your arm, which generates the movement necessary to pick up the weight. But what if you went to pick up that five-pound weight only to discover it weighed 50 pounds? When your brain realizes unusual effort is required, it orders more muscles to assist in the effort. Your mind may even call upon different parts of the body to help, like your back or your lower legs. When your muscles undergo stress like this, they tear on a microscopic level. But muscles don't get stronger right away. They need rest and proper nutrition to repair themselves. And undergoing stress once isn't enough to build muscle. New stress needs to be introduced regularly for muscles to grow. Otherwise, they'll atrophy with neglect. Whether muscles grow or deteriorate depends on how often they're introduced to stress and how they're treated afterwards. As it goes for lifting weights, so it goes for spiritual development. We grow personally when we face and overcome challenges in our lives. But what muscle do we need to exercise to grow in God's eyes? Well, I think that is answered best in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, where it's written, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What is James telling us here? Trials that test our faith produce steadfastness, or patience if you're reading from the King James Version. And this helps believers to be well-rounded. Now that word for steadfastness in the original Greek carries a connotation of endurance. When a believer's faith is placed under stress, it yields endurance. If that process sounds familiar, it's because that's the first step in muscle growth. I used to think faith was an object I kept on me that I could find in my bedroom or lose on the street. Turns out that's not the case. Faith is a muscle that grows stronger after enduring the weight of trials and temptations. Just as muscles in your body are used to handling routine movements, your faith muscle is accustomed to handle your daily interactions. But faith building occurs under stress, not routine. Now, stress that leads to growth doesn't need to be traumatic, life-changing stress. It just needs to be a challenge your faith muscle isn't used to facing. 
However, the presence of stress isn't enough to facilitate growth. Your faith muscle only begins to grow when it meets stress with resistance. But instead of resisting forces of nature, it needs to resist sin. It's not easy. In fact, it can be painful, and sometimes common problems can make your faith muscle reach its breaking point due to weakness or fatigue. When you're at this point, remember, God is with you to leverage your weakness with his strength. The Lord doesn't send us trials to see us fail, but to remind us of his strength to save us when we're feeling weak and broken. When we're at that point, we need to seek spiritual refreshment. But how do we find it? Now, I believe there are two ways to go about finding the rest and nutrition needed so that we can become stronger. The first way is through seeking the Word of God, whether it's through reading the Bible, prayer, meditating on a verse, listening to spiritual songs, or even listening to podcasts. What's important is that we turn to the Lord when our faith muscle feels worn down. Christ himself extended us an invitation when he told his disciples, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now the second method, I believe, is achieved by inviting our brothers and sisters in Christ to refresh us through their expression of God's character. And this too can be challenging. Opening up to others about our struggles can sometimes feel like a trial unto itself, yet it yields benefits for everyone involved. A powerful example of the refreshment I'm referring to shows up in a letter from the Apostle Paul to Philemon concerning how Philemon should welcome back a runaway servant. I'll read from Philemon chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, then 17 through 20 to provide context. Accordingly, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. In this letter, Paul addressed his temptation to use his authority to command Philemon to accept his runaway servant back into the household. However, Paul instead appealed to Philemon that he welcome Onesimus back as a brother, just as Christ welcomes all who seek forgiveness. Paul saw an opportunity for God to be glorified if Philemon would willingly put aside that instinct of exacting personal justice and instead channel Christ's mercy. Through this reflection of God's character, Paul could find spiritual refreshment. 
And speaking of becoming refreshed through each other brings me to my final thoughts about faith as a muscle that we need to work. Just as our physical body is not made of one muscle but many, so the spiritual body does not contain one believer but many, with Christ as our head. The challenges we face in developing our faith muscle also apply to the worldwide household of faith. When we are faced with a challenging task, the mind sends a signal to the muscles to enable the body to achieve this task. Likewise, Christ's body receives instruction from the Lord to do his will. But sometimes the effort requires multiple muscle groups working together to complete the task. When that happens, we need to exert our faith muscle to support those struggling through their trial. We can lend our strength to others to ensure fellow believers can not only overcome temptation, but find rest in Christ Jesus. Just as it's important to exercise all muscle groups to keep our bodies strong, it's equally vital that we help others who have weak faith muscles for whatever reason, so that the entire body can achieve every task our head sets us to do. If we do, there's a blessing in store for us, and this is expressed back in James chapter 1, in verse 12, where it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. This passage speaks not only to the individual, but to the entire body of Christ. For we are in Christ, and Christ is the man that remains steadfast under trial and stood the test to receive eternal life. For us to achieve this same victory in Christ, we need to see our setbacks and hardships for what they are, because they're not random bad things to break us. They're opportunities from God to strengthen our faith muscle so we can overcome sin, refresh one another in the comforts of the word, and work cohesively as one body to achieve what our Lord needs us to do. And if we can see our trials as lessons and act accordingly, we'll reign with Jesus in the kingdom. Will we seek to grow with trials? Will we seek to encourage God's family? Will we follow the lead of our Lord who conquered and works even today that we might conquer with him? Whether our faith muscle gets stronger or atrophies depends entirely on us. If you trust in God to build up your faith muscle and lend you his strength that you might overcome, you'll be able to place your hope in this message given in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, which we'll conclude our thoughts with. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even youth shall be faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want to thank you for listening to another devotion here on Pause to Consider. If you enjoyed this devotion, I really hope you share it with your friends and your loved ones. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. If you have any thoughts or questions, I'd love to hear them. You can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow my Instagram and Facebook pages if you want to ask me questions or have discussion. But above everything else, I hope this was helpful for you. And I hope that God continues to bless you and be with you until we meet again. Whether it's on the next devotion or whether it's in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org slash podcasts. Have a great week.